Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Mildred Tassoni, and we'd like to welcome you to Welcome to the Neighborhood New York. Um, today we have uh, Jay Marcus and Eileen Colini. Jay, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, uh, hey everybody. It's Jay Marcus from Continental Home Loans. I uh, hope all is well. And Eileen, give a little introduction too. Hi, Mildred, and, every, and every, everybody listening. I'm Eileen Colini, and thank you so much for having me on, Mildred. I'm with Shackley Corporation. I've been a director with them for many, many years. We're a global health and environment company. Great. And um, so what we'd like to do today, first of all, let me give the uh, guest call-in number. There's a couple things you can do. Um, we can have a live chat session, so right from the um, Blog Talk Radio portal, you can send me um, uh, a little IM if you have a question, and we can put it on the air. Or you can dial in at, let me slide the number, 646-929-1595. What we're going to do today is first we're going to do some real estate, and Jay's going to talk about um, some REOs and how how that works. Then we're going to switch to our green um, segment. And um, Eileen's going to – we're just going to begin the conversation because it's a, a long conversation. So we'll, have, we'll start. And then we'll do some service groups and some click its information. So please feel free to call in 646-929-1595. Um, okay, Jay, do you want to get going? Sure can. Uh, okay, obviously um, on a weekly basis I usually will talk about what's going on with interest rates, so I'll touch base on that. Um, they've been creeping up a little bit this week, um, so for those who are still kind of hanging on the fence in respect to the refi world, I would absolutely positively suggest jumping um, in with both feet and at least having a mortgage planner assess your situation to see if you can qualify for, to lower your payment or structure your mortgage in a better situation. Um, what I would love to talk about is um, REOs, which is real estate-owned um, properties by the bank. Um, a lot of people feel that you know, you're going to get an unbelievable deal if you go out there and seek out to try to buy foreclosures. Um, naturally, the bank's are trying to get rid of these properties as quick as possible, but there are a couple things that you need to look out for when you're looking into these properties. If the houses themselves are not in move-inable condition, meaning that we have exposed wiring or um, the kitchen's been ripped out or there's um, a bathroom that's missing um, the toilet or the piping is exposed, there are specific mortgage programs out there Um, that are rehab loans that will allow you to fix up the property. Now, the criteria for these loans are very, very different if you're buying it as an investment property versus buying it as a primary residence. The government through FHA has a product which will allow you to incorporate um, the expense to fix the home while you're actually purchasing it. Um, They call it a 203K. Uh, doesn't require a lot of money down um, anywhere from, I believe, depending on the um, price of the house, 35 to 5% down, and you can incorporate all the costs into the mortgage itself. 
works a little bit differently when you're buying it as an investment property and the down payment um, escalates considerably. Right now, um, the best product out there seems to be the home style program, which is a rehab loan just done regularly and conventionally through banks, which require about 30% down. So that's just uh, a little niche on things that you need to know if you're going out there and attacking um, the real estate owned properties out there. Um, Jay, also let's put together, and we'll have we're going to have links on our website. We'll have them up by this afternoon, the end of the end of the afternoon. Uh, links to everything that we talk about, as well as we have our previous shows links. But we'll have these links. So Jay, I know I have um, a couple graphs about the interest rates and and buying and the best time. So we'll have those up there. But maybe we could, you could put together a few notes and we can just have something up there, just the difference in the different types of properties or the loans, just a little little overview for reference. Um, and yeah, I can get to that in the next couple of days and make sure we get yeah, that up there yeah. during the week. And then we'll have something. Yeah, I know we have also a checklist of the things you need for refinancing too, so we can we can make sure we have a link for that so you know what paperwork that you have to get together. Let me ask you a question, and I don't know, you know, what if you can answer this one. But when I've been looking for bank-owned properties, I can't ever get anybody to call me back. I mean, it just seems like I don't know. Maybe things have changed in the past couple it, weeks because of not the really rates, that, Mildred. I can actually address that because I've just actually, um, within the last couple weeks, started myself in um, working with an account that handles these properties. Um, a lot of the companies, and there's not many of them, there's several out there that really have the direct link to these banks and that are listing most of these, um, these types of properties. The issue is, um, and it's, it may be a little bit easier for yourself to understand versus the average caller just because you know how it works in the real estate industry itself. What happens is, is the owner of the company okay, for that are listing these REOs is technically dubbed the listing agent. Now, what he's doing is he's assigning people in his company, like regular agents like, um, you know, like anybody else out there, and they basically have control of the, trans, of the house itself. So let's just say for argument's sake, you are one of these agents that work for this type of company. What happens is you get about five or six houses that you're marketing. You, as the agent, do not make any money unless you sell that house. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's been going on is when agents outside are trying to make offers in on these properties, there's no incentive for the agent that's actually managing the house to put in your offer or even entertain the offer. Unfortunately, is it... Ethically correct, maybe not necessarily, but that's kind of what's been going on. And I've been having like agent after agent complain to me that they're having problems with getting these offers made through these REOs. Okay, yeah, because that's what I was finding. I was calling and calling, and I have some people. I have some buyers that are looking. And they're going, well, maybe you know, what about some of the these bank-owned properties? And and it's almost like 
you can't get anybody to talk to you about it. So the other um, the other major problem is because I myself had a uh, small group that we put together um, that were going out trying to acquire these properties. The second these things are hitting the market, they have six and seven offers on them immediately. Mm-hmm. It's, so they're it's just been gone. Absolute, yeah. yeah, they're just gone. So it's very 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 difficult. You have a lot more success with trying to get something accomplished um, with the houses that aren't in a situation where they can instantaneously be bought um, that are in fine condition. A little easier getting um, offers in on those properties that are going to require a rehab loan, but either case, it's been very, very difficult out there. A lot of investors out there picking up these things. And there's guys that are buying uh, or groups of people that are buying blocks of 10 houses at a time. So it makes it a little bit tougher for the average person that's just trying to go out there and buy one house to actually get it accomplished. Okay. Let me, let's go over the rehab thing again. Um, because So if, you, if we found a house, so, so we have a buyer, we found a house and that needs a lot of work. So there's special loans. Uh, is that correct? What did... it, basically, what they would be able to do is what what happens is you bring in first a contractor to give you a, a certified contractor to give you estimates <laughs> on how much the work is going to cost. Then mm-hmm. what happens is since it's a government back loan, there's going to be somebody from HUD who is going to sit down with the contractor to make sure that the values of any of the repair work and the numbers all make sense. At that mm-hmm. point in time, they come back to the bank, and the bank will um, basically, through the appraiser, come up with what the value is going to be after the repairs are done, and then mm-hmm. lend money based on the future value of the house after it's completed. There is a mm-hmm. timeline that of, I believe, six months that it needs to get done in, but after mm-hmm. it's actually completed, um, a person has a house that they actually um, basically created themselves or, you know, the kitchen of their dreams, you know, the bathroom the way they wanted. It's really a cool niche product that um, I actually love to do because the, pro- the end result is, is a lot of fun when you get to have mm-hmm. a house you know, Ooh, catered to sounds, the way you want. Yeah, yeah. That's how, I, I definitely want us to put put together something at, at like one of our uh, emails so that we let people know about that because that's really interesting. Um, well, we if, actually, I mean, it's pretty detailed, and I have a PowerPoint presentation, and I get, I, okay. we can set up a seminar um, maybe some point in time in the month of February if uh, the agents um, or, you know, we can get some agents together and hopefully get some, uh, people that are interested in buying these types of properties, get them all in a room, and I'll be more than happy to give a PowerPoint presentation on the subject. Jay, yeah, can I ask you a question? Okay. How, how are these investors finding out about these properties? Because, you know, I have a number of investors who are interested in purchasing the properties, but I don't know where to, where to send them to find out how, how, where, when the properties are being available. Well, that's, that's really the, uh, the million-dollar question. Um, it, I was having the same, same issues. It's, you, the best way to do it is, um, is to usually, um, especially you guys being um, realtors, the way I did it was I looked to see whose name was appearing the most in respects to um, who were listing these houses, which got me to then 
get them to basically start sending me lists of inventory as it comes in. It's probably if just you. If they're listing it, I don't understand what the problem is that whoever whoever the realtor is who is listing that REO isn't sharing the commission. I mean, on a normal sale, the commissions are shared. So if the listing uh, broker is listing that REO, then whoever the selling agent is will be sharing that commission. I don't understand why they're... Because, because they, what they're doing is they're, they're getting so much inventory from the banks, okay? So let's just say the listing agent or the owner of um, a company that's handling this might have, on a monthly basis, 100 houses. So he can't manage all 100 houses. So basically what he does is he has a team of people underneath him that he's handing, let's say, five or six houses to on a monthly basis um, to market and try to sell those houses. So now you don't have possibly, you know, your normal listing and selling. Now you have a listing agent, then you have another agent, and then you have somebody like yourself. So now you got three people involved. And it's as you know, um, it's always more profitable for somebody to sell their own. Now, if you're sitting there and you're the listing agent, not that you're not going to, you know, ethically speaking, you're always going to present offers as they come in, but all of us know just in the real estate industry, especially back when we were having five, six, seven people per hour walking into our open houses as we were doing them, most of the time we were selling our own listings. That's kind of happening even mm -hmm. though it's like a slow time in the regular sector of the real estate market. In the REO side, these things are flying off the handle, and it's like there's so many offers coming in at one time, they don't really need to outsource it. They're, they're moving these houses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One thing um, I'd like to bring up before we switch to green um, is there's a seminar on Tuesday um, how to raise your credit score 100 points in 45 days. Um, the uh, Daniel Sater um, gave an excellent presentation and is running a seminar that anybody is welcome to attend, and we'll have that uh, link up that people could, if you're interested, just just to, to find out about credit scores and how they work and what you can do to get yours in better shape. So let's... Um, and again, we'll have that up. It's this Tuesday, and it's in Melville, so we'll we'll put that information. You can contact us, and we can see about getting you, um, you know, getting you the directions and information, getting registered. Okay, Eileen, do you want to? Uh, we'll switch gears right now, and um, what what you and I had originally spoken with is, and one thing is, people want to go green. Where do you start? So. You want to uh, you want to start with where do Certainly. we start? <laughs> I have a lot of um, buyers and sellers who are asking about green features. In fact, um, on the on the listing there is a um, an area for green features, um, and you know I, I work with a contractor who um, is is available to um, to put green features in homes. But what I want to focus on today is after we get the green features in the home, we have this home that, you know, we, we feel is safe, and um, what we're doing is we're using environmentally um, toxic products in the house. You know, we, we move into a house, we move our children, our families into the house, and we want to keep them safe. And um, you know we lock the cabinets. We keep them out of the uh, the uh, toxic household chemicals. And um, when the baby's sleeping, we take all those chemicals back out and we clean their toys and the floors and the furniture with it. Um, you know toxins um, 
have been more prevalent over the years. And, you know, there's a lot of children that are um, subject, you know, to, to these. And we have a higher prevalence of asthma, um, of a lot of um, skin irritants, and um, a lot of um, allergies that are associated with, you know, with the household toxins that we're using. Yeah, I and and the reason that uh, we one reason I used I am sensitive. My daughter is sensitive, and once I switched to green products, I found um, I was much. I used to have to take sinus medication all the time, and I I found that they were irritating. Everything was irritating, and now it really helps. It really makes a difference. And if we use a product that that has some of these irritants in it i can feel it right away so right. where would you say to you know it, it, it's like where would you say to start i know you you've got a couple products that you think are in a lot of cleaning cleaning um um products on the on the market is there a couple that if you start to look suppose you want to go green today you've got kids you you know you just want to start someplace are there particular um, irritants that you could start to eliminate one by one as you as you start right. there's, switching there's over? Six, there's about six of them, uh, Mildred, that you have to watch out for. Um, MEA is uh, linked to asthma. It causes mm-hmm. burns and it's harmful if inhaled or ingested um, or comes in contact with the, with the skin. Now, how many kids in, in classrooms years ago had asthma? Just a few of them. Now, there are so many kids that struggle with breathing problems People with asthma and allergies often get worse at night because their pajamas, their sheets, and their blankets are all washed in these detergents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and these detergents are found in a lot of our household products. Can I mention a few of them? Um, am I allowed yes. to mention that on the air? Uh, yeah. Now this, and, and you know, I just want to have a disclaimer. These are for this. Our whole show is for informational purposes only. So um, we have, we make no legal claims to anything. This is just for information. Um, but go ahead now. Now you can okay. go. Okay. <laughs> you know, MEA is um, it's it's in uh, damp rid. It's in ivory. Uh, Spick and Span has it. Um, Magic Stainless Cleaner has it. Let me just look at a few of these other references. Um, Easy Off definitely has it. Um, yeah. And uh, let me see. And Dreft. Dreft has it. You know, mm-hmm. and these, you know, these are all just in, you know, household cleaners that we use every day. Um, I was working with a, a young mother who was showing me some of the products that she had for her baby, and on the uh, on the front of the, the bottle, I forgot what the brand is. It says "Wash your baby in this," and then we turn it over on the back uh, label, and it says "Do not use on skin." Uh, wear a mask, uh, you know, stay, keep away from children, and on the front it says wash your baby in this. Oh, my God. So you really, you really have to use, you know, you really have to read the labels and know what you're looking at. Butyl uh, mm-hmm. cellulose, it's linked with reproductive harm. It can cause irritation, um, skin tissue damage if inhaled, exposed for 15 minutes while cleaning a shower. You know, you, you'll end up inhaling three times the acute exposure limit. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, oh, there's also exposure through skin that's har- harmful. It's been linked mm-hmm. to reproductive issues. Again, how many people 50 years ago had trouble conceiving? Very few. Now it's it's so prevalent, um, and it's also the ingredients can cause problems with if if inhaled right through the skin. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I'll, you know, there's a couple of other. Let me just. 
And I know you've put together some links that we'll we'll have up there too. So that absolutely. And and if you're not, if it, if things don't bother you, that's great. But once you get something that starts to bother you, uh, and and you know, it it really makes a difference. I mean, I, I definitely know that that taking some of those chemicals out have made it better for me and my family and um everybody wants to be clean and you you get kind of caught in the middle but um absolutely you know I go down the supermarket and when I go into the the cleaning aisle it it hurts my nose I have to get out of it mhm um I I find and I know with, with the major rule of thumb with the supermarket is the healthier you are the more you're going to go around the perimeter of that supermarket because when you mm-hmm. stop and think about it you know your vegetables your 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 meats your um your your wheats you know and and your your breads are all around the perimeter of that of that supermarket you so you should go in go all around the edges of it and then go out the sicker your diet is and the more toxic it is the more you're in those aisles mhm um and you know now we now I don't have little kids so and I do a lot uh, I do peapod ordering so things are delivered or my family helps and they do a lot of shopping but um one thing I like um is that you can get a lot of green products online and get them delivered in small in concentrated and then mm-hmm. You you um, mix up what you want, so they're green in how they're packaged and sent to you, and they're green in in how you use them in the containers, and then the products themselves. Um, I know uh, now I live in New High Park, and I'm going to have to find a little more information, but I think there was a state mandate. Now I don't know if it was a state mandate, but I think in New High Park. We're a green school district as far as cleaning products that they've tried to eliminate um, a lot of harsh chemicals. Now, I'm going to have to speak with somebody in the district and get more details. But would I'd you like say to get that... more information on that because, you know, there there are a lot of school districts that want to go green, but they really don't know how. You know, a lot right. of green products that are on the market today have been tested safe for the environment, but they're not safe for us. You know, and, and you, you children and pets... You know, they get a bigger dose for their body size. They live low, you know, and and they're consuming more. Mm-hmm. So they're you know, so they're much they're much more exposed. You know, the right. most I know exposures from children are ingested from household products. Chlorine mm-hmm. is the number one cause of poisoning. Mhm. Which I I can really when now that I'm not around it, when I am around it, I can really I'm more sensitive to mm-hmm. it or aware of really it. Pick it up. I know I know De- I haven't had a chance yet, but Deidre Imus uh, I know she's she's got a new book out. Um and they've the uh I think it's Hackensack, New Jersey Hospital is a green hospital. So it can be done and the idea is to make it so that it's not so much more expensive, which I think a lot of the products are comparable. And if you spend less on medications, then you're um, then it pays. But there are uh, actually I'm I'm looking forward to having a chance to read that book mm-hmm. um, because well, I, I really respect. I recommend the book that uh, Sloan Barnett has. It's called Green Goes with Everything, and I think we have a link to it on the site. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you talk and about paying for your health, you're going to pay for your health one way or another. You're going to pay on the front right. end if you're going to, you know, supplement and take care of yourself, or you're going to pay on the back end in sickness and medical costs. Either way, mm-hmm. you're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay, I had a question um, as far as mortgages, and you might not be able to answer it right now, but 
with solar, is there is there any kind of I, I, I know there's some program with LIPA um, possibly when you put solar in, but are there green and uh, green programs to make uh, houses? Any kind of mortgage thing like you were just talking about the rehab? Uh, I don't. There's nothing actually direct in regards to um, doing any sort of mortgage that actually focuses on that. Not that that's not a pretty unbelievably great idea. Um, I would assume uh, that homeowners insurance policies probably look heavily on um, just kind of like with your car in respect to safety. Um, those mm-hmm. policies, you know, favor those types of um, additions to your house. But mm-hmm. right now, unfortunately, in the mortgage and finance world, um, with the concrete jungle, not really the overall focus of the financial um, institutions as of yeah, yet. Yeah, it was just a thought because I, it, it makes sense to me, and you see people who do it, but it's not, um, you know, it's not uh, cookie cutter at this point. It's like out, outside the scope of the norm. So I just thought I'd ask you. That was yeah. I think question. it would be a brilliant idea, though, Mildred, to obviously give incentives. Like that's the one thing that I've always, no matter what we're talking about, be it being green or anything. Um, when it comes down to it, people are more driven when there's some sort of incentive. Mm-hmm. So I think if they did come out with some sort of product where it's just like, listen, let's convert um, where your house is ro- running on 90% self-generation um, and there's some sort of incentive to do that, I think that's going to be something that really should be considered and thought about. Mm-hmm. But as yeah, of right now, it's if- nothing like that. Yeah, but like in one of those rehab uh, things, that might be something where you could incorporate some of that into possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, Put a windmill in your uh, backyard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So, Eileen, we're going to continue this conversation um, next week, if that's okay. Mildred, that would be Just, super. I've got so much more to go over. I tell you, I thought I wasn't going to have enough, and now I get started. <laughs> I wish we had another half hour. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but, yeah, and we'll put some links up and things. Um, one thing I'd like to talk about right now is um, Clickets is our fabric arts group, of which our meeting is at 11 o'clock, so I'll be going from here to, right to there. And um, this week, we were, uh, and we're always asking, and this gets into recycling of yarn. A lot of people have scraps of yarn, and, um, you know, they save it, even if it's a bag, two bags, you know, some needles. So what we've done uh, in this past week, actually, Diana Osborne is the one who's made up. She made over 30 hats and nine layette blankets for um, newborns and babies, that's going to, um, we have three main charities that we're giving to right now, and this one is the Racetrack Chaplaincy uh, for Belmont uh, Racetrack, and there's, I think there's 350 kids between Aqueduct and Belmont, but I have to get my numbers right. But um, So she made caps um, out of scraps, and this was all just pieces. She mixed and matched, and she really did a beautiful job as far as, combining the yarns, and brought over 30 hats and the nine blankets because um, it's cold. And these people, um, they, they for the carriage blankets, also for um, um, the people out working, exercising the horses, and they start at 5 o'clock in the morning, and it's really cold. So 
Uh, she did a great job, and we can really use yarn. So if you have yarn, you can send us an email, give us a call. It can make a difference. Even something small can make a difference. And so I just thought I'd, I'd bring that up. We have some pictures on. I'll put it on our Click It site. Let me mention our Welcome to the Neighborhood NY.com. That's our site that's to pull us all together with business and service groups and um, community events um, so that we can hook up because there's, we ha- we're lucky we have so much to try and point people in the right direction and make recommendations. So that's our site, Welcome to the Neighborhood NY.com. And um, you can go there, and that's where we have our. We'll have all the links from today. We'll have some of the worksheets, and um, also Keller Williams Greater Nassau. We have uh, our coat drive. We're still collecting coats. Click it's online. We can take. If you have something that you feel is worthwhile to give away, and you don't want to throw it away. We can help you hook up with either Lutheran Social Services. Um, we have Anna House, which is the preschool over there, or other service groups, but those are our three that we work with primarily at this point. So um, uh, anyway, that's my service pitch for right now. We have about 30 seconds. Um, so Eileen, you'll be on next week. Jay, you're going to be away um so we'll see you the following week and we are going to have someone uh, an interview um with someone else who's yet to be named but um any final comments you guys i just want to uh say farewell and i'll see you guys (laughs) back in uh, the next two weeks uh okay hopefully a little bit more rejuvenated and energized for 09 good and i'll see everybody next week yeah, good. Okay, great. Well, thanks a lot. Welcome to the neighborhood ny.com. Visit us, go for the link, send us an email, and we'll see you next Saturday. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.